We are uh, continuing here in Tomer Dvorah, and we'll try to um, speak today about again, introducing in many ways the Midah of Anava and the way he speaks about it. We are, uh, we'll see, I think, I think it has some real relevance and significance um, towards the world of Rosh Hashanah also. Let's, let, let's try and appreciate what's going on here. It's right as follows. He says, as we spoke about last time, there are certain midos that you have to like invoke every once in a while, but they aren't the midos you want to have all the time. You know, anger maybe can have a very small place. Again, the Gra writes in Mishlei, as far as like angry at yourself and motivating yourself, there's a certain role there. Gaiva can have a very small kind of a place. But there are certain midas that you want to really be able to cultivate. So it says the Tomer Devora, what he calls what is the midah that is the mafteach hakol, the key to everything? Ha'anava. We've shown a bekeser. It is, in many ways, the highest, the head of all midos. It is the beginning of everything. And this, as being rosh l'kulan, has the capacity to set a tone for everything else that, which, comes under, which comes underneath. In the Valachta Bedrachov here, in the, that edition of Torah, they quote a lot of great Makoros, so let me try to elaborate on a couple of different things that I think are, that I think are relevant here. The first, is as, the first is as follows. He seems to be rating within Midos that the Mida of Anava is a higher level Mida than other Midos. That the Gemara mm-hmm. Nebuchadnezzar says in Dachaf Mebez, Ambi Yeshua Ben Levi, Anava Gedola Mikulan, Anava, modesty, is greater than many of the other Midos. He points out that the Rambam and Peresham Mishnah, Perki Avos, Perik Dalad, Mishnah Dalad, the Rambam writes that Haresha Anava Gedola Minhachachma Harbe, that Anava is greater than wisdom, you know, in a significant way. Now, just to put that in context for a minute, as far as playing up uh, Anava, there are different Jewish thinkers that value Chachma to varying extents. If a if a person that embraces, you know, radical Emuna uh, Pshuta tells you something is greater than Chachma, so it could be that you would, you know, okay, I don't know. If somebody, as an example, does not in general play up the value of Chachma, and they tell you Anava is greater than Chachma, it doesn't say that much. But we know for Rambam, the world of Chachma is a very elevated world. That's a, that's a world that a person is supposed to inhabit. Chachma is, in many ways, I would have thought, the greatest of everything for Rambam. Yediyas Hashem, Yediyas Elokus. What is more important than that? Yet the Rambam says what is greater in many ways than Chachma is Anava. Is Anava. Modesty plays plays a particular a particular kind of a kind of a role. In fact, Chaim Velazhner in Ruach Chaim in Parak Aleph Mishnah Aleph in commenting on the Mishnah Moshe Kibal Torah Misinai and Misarli Yoshua. So Chaim Velazhner identifies there. So what was it about Moshe Rabbeinu that made Moshe Rabbeinu so special? What was it about Moshe Rabbeinu that made him that made him who he was? So says Chaim Velazhner via Inyan Ki Aydeha Nava Zocha Adam Hakol that through Anava a person is able can acquire you know everything. And Moshe was the greatest Navi. He was like the father of all wisdom. He was of, of, of all Chachamim. Moshe Rabbeinu only got praised for his modesty. And everything he got because he was a Navi. Here's a wild line of Chaim Velashner. If nowadays there would be a person who excelled in Anava the way that Moshe Rabbeinu did, such a person would be Zoha to Torah Bishlamis. What that means is that whenever we interact with someone, and next week we'll define what a Nava actually is. But what it means is that whenever you interact with someone and that person, you're like, whoa, he's an Anav. 
So Moshe was a different ball game entirely. The Anav Mikal Adam. Moshe says, "Rachav Lazer." If anyone had Moshe Rabbeinu Sanava, they would be Zocha LeTorah B'Shleimus. No doubt, no doubt about it. No doubt about it. Why is Anava so important? Meaning, if we were going to identify core character traits that we were going to say are the most uh, definitional, there are a lot of really good candidates. A lot of good candidates. You know, midos that are bad midos and good midos that are going to be really important. So I could have made the argument that all midos are equally important. It's good to have good midos. It's bad to have bad midos. And I don't know why we have to play the game of rating this midah, you know, is a more critical midah than that midah. Okay? You could have made such an argument. But if, if, if you wanted, for argument's sake, to go along the way of guessing which midos are worse than other midos, so it's interesting. I don't know. There are some, again, there are some good candidates. Anger is a not bad candidate for a terrible, you know, for a terrible midah. Anger is something which the Gemara says in Mesech HaShavis is compared to Avodah Zarah. Anger is something which, I don't know, we could envision if we were talking about another, and maybe we will in a little bit, but if we, if we end up speaking about, sorry, speaking about Kas at some point, it's a lot to be said about, about the, you know, the challenge of a person that gets frustrated and gets angry and all the challenges that happen to come, that happen to come with it. You know, I don't know, Kas is up there. There are other kinds of meters also that I could have envisioned being, uh, I don't know, uh, taiva, I, 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 you know, if that's a midah, it sounds like certain places like it is. So I, I couldn't envision taiva being like that's a really bad one. Like taiva is a really big deal. Why is anava, you know, being an anav considered to be so so critical? So critical. I'll just be mosif with a little bit of a of a hosafa here. In the rishonim that count the six hundred and thirteen mitzvos, so we have kimat no midos that are counted in the six thirteen. A somewhat well comment of, of Rechaim Vital, so why that's so. We have very few mitos counted in 613 mitos. The only, or some of the only ones we really have, the smag counts there an iser of being a balgaiva, and the yureim, I believe, counts the mitzvah of being an anav. So this is like the only one that even gets counted, meaning this idea is not just stam coming from, it could be in the, in, in the world of tariq mitzvos, that anava and its flip side of gaiva plays a really, really critical role. So why is it so important? So there's two elements to its critical nature in the Torah Mitzvah. One is that it is Rosh Lakulan. It's the most elevated, okay? The second, I want to elaborate more, which is it's the Mafteach HaKol. It also opens up to lots of other things. Apparently, it's Derech Anava that a person can be successful in different, in different areas. So I want to try to make a couple of suggestions as to why, perhaps, that is considered to be so. Why is Anava just so critical? Why is it a mafteach lakol? Why is it a person who has properly assessed it is able to is able to move forward? So the first is that in some of the makoros, it almost sounds like this, you know, in the Rechaim Velazner earlier, it almost sounds like it's some almost like mystical kind of an idea. Their bonus olam responds well to people who have anava. God will give Torah because it doesn't sound like anava per se leads to chachma, much as a person who's an anav, they'll they'll get shleimus in Torah. Sometimes there are these midos that, like, Hashbaruch responds and gives it to you somewhat as a gift. But I think it's more than that. I think it's more than that. And let's try to unpackage it in the following way. Why is it in Mavteach Lakol? And why is it so critical for success in Talmud Torah? So one mahalach, which is very simple, very simple, an anav typically is a better listener. Ezu chacham halomed mikol adam, it's that the basis of chachma is anav. Why? If I am a balgaiva, so every time that I hear something, so I'm always, I'm not able to really listen that well. Maybe I'm like in and out a little bit, you know, like someone speaking, you're, 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 you're at a Shabbos table, and the vision, the, 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 a Dvar Torah is about to be given right now. So 
if you know the person that's about to give that to our Torah, again, it's theoretical, that that person's about to give it to our Torah, and you're like, well, this guy says over a great Torah, so you're, you're really likely to listen close. Let's say you're at a table, and you're like, and the guy's like, okay, I have it to our Torah, and everyone gets like a little bit nervous, you know, they're like, okay, it's well, you know, sign up for this one. So, so the guy's giving the Vartor Shabbos table, and like, you know, it's, it's going to be long, you know, it's it. So, one option is to like sort of tune out a little bit. But the Anav says, I think I can learn from everyone. I think I can listen in a, in, in a way which allows me to, to do a good job with it. I always am fond of like the Ha'ara. I don't, if you don't work this way, I sort of like, it's all, you're a better person than me, but this is at least the way that I work. I've had stretches of time where whenever I hear a speaker, um, all I do when I hear a speaker at the end is think about their speaking style and the content and more or less give them a grade at the end of their talk. You know, I'm not saying I'm giving them a formal grade. I'm not saying I'm using a red marker. I'm saying that if I remember this at, at Kufas in Life, being in like Sichos Musser. So like every week, like the goal, the Sichos Musser, I'm not really there to listen as much as I'm there, number one, because I took a FOMO, and number two, because I want to know, like, I, I like knowing if they're good or not. You know, I haven't heard that guy speak. Like, how is he? Or at the end, even if you heard the guy speak, you're like, that wasn't bad, that was good. Or you're like, mm, better in the past. You know, whatever the reaction happens to be. We listen with a critical eye, which I understand I'm beyond sympathetic to. I, I, I imagine I do it more than anybody here. Um, but only because like, I'm in the unhealthy zone with that, so I like to believe that you're all in the healthy zone with that. But, but when, you're, when, when you're there, it means you're not listening to be macabre the same way. You're not listening to me macabre the same way. I'm fine. I, I have a, an old friend, not in touch anymore so much, who's a, he's a chashib of Talmud Chacham. A real, he's an impressive guy. So he once told me, a sefer was coming out, and he was asked to put in a shtickle Torah about it. So he put in a Torah about it. Okay, it, 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 it's a nice sugya. So he bumped into a very, very senior kind of a Talmud Chacham, who it's Yadua, he's a person that like, he argues with everything. Like, he argues with everything. So this like senior Shiva that knows like he always like he just, whatever you say he's gonna knock. He said to a friend of mine he said uh I heard you're writing a shtickle about this what are you writing on so he said to Sogi he said okay what are you gonna tie in it? So the guy I'm friendly with who's a little bit of a strong personality said the following thing he said to, he said I I'll say over the shtickle on one condition is it possible that I could say something over that you would at the end say that was nice that was good. Or by definition, when I say it, are you going to respond with a little bit of a taina? If it's the former, I'm great sharing with you. If it's the latter, like, why are we doing this? Like, why are we doing this? There are, there are people that have a hard time just, like, being macabre, you know, an idea. Being macabre, an idea. It's like everyone has a different relationship with, like, with achronim. Some of us, you know, read them closely and say it over accurately. Some of us, you know, like the general, you know, approach. Uh, I guess and, 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 and there's a mahalach of like I know I'm not going to like it but I want to quote something before I can say my pshat and argue with whatever he's saying you know that's, that's, that's very damaging that's a Talmud Torah Shalolishma which the Baliyatosvo say that kind of Shalolishma there to fight to whatever is Noach Loshal Nivra it's better to not be created than to learn in that kind of a way but it's, it really precludes the capacity to, to do so there, there are certain people if you've ever seen the way that they listen to Shir you know, Shatter like, uh, is unique at this you know, just his capacity to, like, sit and listen to, like, a 10th grade Dvar Torah at Shabbos lunch with greater focus than, like, we listen to... I don't know, it's, it, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But that's, that, it, it, it facilitates a lot of a capacity to listen well if I believe the other person may have something to say, which is, uh, which is really great. It facilitates, it creates a particular ability to listen very, very closely.
There is a second piece also, which I think is there, and this is maybe as basic as it as basic as it is. The the pesach to all growth begins with a recognition that not everything right now is perfect. Not everything right now is great. If I believe everything is perfect and everything is great, so then I can't ever really, I have no motivation to really ever grow. It's like we quoted on Moti Shabbos, there Baron Cutler suggested, the idea of vidoy seems to play different roles in different contexts. This is not the time to speak about that. There's vidoy of tshuva all year long. There's vidoy on Yom Kippur when you do tshuva. There's vidoy of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. There's vidoy when you bring karbanos. There's vidoy maestros. And then there's a new category of vidoy called vidoy on Slichos night. Baron Cutler made the ha'ara that why exactly would there be vidoy on Slichos night? He pointed out vidoy is the end of the tshuva process. The Mabit writes like that. It's the end of tshuva's vidoy. This is the beginning of the season. It's like, why are we doing vidoy so early? Like, we haven't really gotten there yet. So Baron Cutler said that this vidoy is not in order to actually be vidoy. It's all a scam. You're not really saying Vidoy sleep at night because you're really confessing your sins and do the Chuba process. Most of us are just not holding there. It's just a wake-up call. It's an opportunity to go through all the sins and be like, oh gosh. Aleph's too tough. Apparently this is what to, you know? That's if you get some of those booklets where like they're finding like many Averas within every letter that you could ever envision. They're inventing new letters in order to give you more Averas. You know, you're like, that is not a sin anywhere. You know, and like, nor is that a letter. You know, it's like, and why are there Latin letters? You know, at some point, like, it's way out of control. Like, mom is way out of control. But, but, in many ways, there's something very healthy about the recognition that not everything is perfect in order for me to then be able to take a step forward. If I believe that everything is perfect, if I believe that everything is all good, so how am I ever going to be able to, to get better? That's why you find an odd phenomenon sometimes. I'm not sure if anyone's ever interact, encountered this. That it's a, it's a little bit sad almost sometimes. A person that is, is much less successful, let's say in the world of a yeshiva, as an example, does not push himself that much Whenever you're like, oh, how's it going right now? He's like, great, wonderfully. You really feel like I'm like, you know, coming into my stride. You know, like it's really, it's all good. And you talk to a guy sometimes who's like learning like crazy. And like mom is pushing like crazy. Like, how's it going? He's like, so much more to go. Like so much more to go. It's so, I don't even know. So not great. So both struggle in many ways and neither of those approaches is really ideal. But at minimum, there's something to be said for like the belief that there's more to do. In a healthy way, the belief there's more to do, the belief that, and, and if I'm not an anav, so all the other midos I'll never work on. Meaning anava as a machteach lekol is because derech anava, I'm open to the possibility that there are other traits, that there are other things that I can work on, and otherwise, there just isn't. Otherwise, like I'm just a little bit stuck. Like, what am I, in what area am I able to really sort of like grow and develop if I'm if I feel like I'm just like I'm locked into where I'm locked into. And that's at least part of the pshat of Anava is, is it allows us it allows us to, to grow and be successful in other midos. So Salanta writes, this is in the Hagos Yisharos, page 138. He writes, you know, so then He says, in the end of the day, all the nisyonos fall around if a per, fall away if a person's in Anav. If a person's in Anav, they don't get angry. Because I get angry because I, I feel personally offended about things. I get angry because I had to do this to me. But if I'm an Anav, I'm able to listen. If I'm an Anav, I'm patient. If I'm an Anav, I don't think Magili, any of these things. So we're going to speak the next couple of weeks a little bit about the world of Anava, the world of Anava. Next week we'll speak about a very famous machlok as to define what it means to actually be an Anav. But at minimum, we saw here this amazing idea of Reb Chaim Velazhner. I find this line to be astounding. If a person is an Anav, 
person had motion and nava, they'd be zochet to Shlemus. So that could be mystical. It could be because imagine you went through your entire life like just authentically listening to everything going on around you with the real belief that what they have to teach you could be massive. Would it become Moshe Rabbeinu? I don't become Moshe Rabbeinu, but at minimum we'd be become totally, totally different people and to be able to elevate ourselves. So that, this midah is a very chashem midah. As the Gemara of says, again, gedolah mikulan. It is in Rambam, gedolah minachachma. But it for, for but says, in Tormit Devorah, this is a midah which is an ikar midah. Mafteach lakol. We always want to have it, you know, here. It's bechina rishona bekeser. It's the first in, in, in the crown. V'tachteha, under it, yuchlal hakol. Everything else gets included. So Be'ezra Hashem, which bizocha, sort of work and cultivate this particular midah, especially this time of year, when we're very growth-oriented, envisioning a world of Rosh Hashanah, a world of tshuva, a world of thoughts like that, to be able to sort of guide ourselves you know, ain melech below am, and part of being uh, an evet to a melech is belief that there can be a melech and that you are not the center of everything. And hopefully, we can internalize that value as well as possible. Have a wonderful rest of your day.